back we are back yes hello folks this is another edition of night on the town and i'm dan i'm jeff and let's uh let's talk about ghosts ghostbusters ghost hunting shall we i think we shall all right i'm okay with that yeah so i mean we should preface i mean we should tell them why we're talking about ghosts yeah mainly because we just came back from watching Ghostbusters. Watching Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. Yeah, that's. I loved it. I I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was a, a really good sequel. Yeah, like actual sequel, not like that horrible monstrosity that they made before with the women. Even Kate part McKinnon, even Laurel. part two to me was kind of. Eh, I, I I thought it was okay. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I like that one too. It was exciting to have the sequel, but compared to that first one, like I feel the first one's the best one. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, and then this one was was great follow up of you know mm-hmm. thirty years later or whatever it is you know thirty two years later, and uh, yeah, they did a really good job at tying it all together. This yeah. is like uh, now we're following up with Egon's family. Yeah. Estranged family. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I thought they did a really good job. I was really entertained by it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they got the old gang back together to some capacity, which is, that's cool. Don't want to give away anything on that. Right. But uh, let's just say that everybody was represented re- really well. Yeah. Egon or Harold Ramis, if you, yeah. you know, his, his essence was really brought back. Yeah. Perfectly, I thought. Yeah, yeah, they d- yeah they did a job well done on that. Um, and the 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 new, the new ones, new Ghostbusters did really well too. Like oh yeah, the guy the, the, the kid kids. from uh, Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard, that's is, his name. Is, is that it? I didn't I didn't even know his name. Yeah, Finn Finn Wolfhard. Okay, interesting name. Yeah. Kind of have no choice but to be like an actor or a rock star with that yeah, name. That's like your parents or are an hippie, artist. Yeah. You know, like they lived on some commune or something. Yeah. I don't know. But the kid, the 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 two other kids, yeah. I loved. I loved their how how. So the young girl, uh, the one who played Egon's granddaughter, the actress's name is McKenna McKenna Grace. Okay. How old did you think she was in that in that movie? Now you're making me think that she's older than she really is. Am I? Well, or am that, I going to go the other way? How old did you think she was? How old she looked to me? <laughs> yeah, she probably was maybe somewhere between 12 to 15. Okay. She was 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she in real life she is 15 years old. Okay. Yeah. Um and yeah. and and, and this will I was looking up some some trivia on her to kind of see where what else she's been in. She's, she was in like House of Haunted Hill. And oh, the the haunting. Oh, sorry, the haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? House yeah, on the, Haunted Hill, which is that was the a different Vin, one. The Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Yeah, the classic. Not that one. Right. And then she was also in uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, which I watched a little bit of first two seasons, maybe that doesn't matter. But I came across this, which I thought you might appreciate. She is an eighth Mexican. Okay. Wow. Could, couldn't tell though, right? No. no. It didn't come through. No. Her. No. I thought you had like a sixth sense. Maybe. Maybe the dark <laughs> early hair. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah. The only reason I said 15 is because you asked me like that. So and and you, 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 you went high. I went high. Yeah. I thought she was like 10. Like, ah. 
11. 11. 11, 12. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, 11, 12. I was actually half expecting me to like look up her IMDb and like her be like 22. <laughs> that's what a lot of those. Well, then, you know, in the 80s, the Rat Pack. Right. They were all. Well, Molly Ringwald. 50s. So <laughs> now they're 50. <laughs> Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall were both 16. They were probably 15 when they made it. Mm-hmm. But um, Emilio Estevez, uh, Ali Sheedy, uh, well, I think it was, yeah, Emilio Estevez and Ali Sheedy both were like 21, 22, and then Judd Nelson was the oldest. Wait, what are we talking about? The, oh, the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. Right. And, and uh, Judd Nelson was like 65. <laughs> like 25, I think. He was like 24, 25. So he was like just a little bit older than... Emilio and yeah. Ali. Yeah. But, but yeah, they do that all the time where they'll they'll have actresses who are in their mid twenties playing teenagers. It's like that's so But Anthony crazy Michael week. Hall and Molly Ringwald were really teenagers. Teenagers. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So there was only three fifths or what's what's that? <laughs> is that is that is that already reduced? Uh, yeah, that's as far as you can go. That's as far as you can go. Yeah, I three, mean as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> Three, yeah, so th- three fifths of the of the bunch were were that right. Well, you still had those two. It's not. It's <laughs> not all. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Ghostbusters. So back to Ghostbusters. Paul Rudd. I love him. What I don't understand what it is about him <laughs> that makes him just so like likable. His face is charming. Eyes. It's just his 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 mannerisms. His is even though he, even though he's starting to be like, he's the acts the same and everything. Oh right, but that's what but happens. it's okay. That's I mean, what happens when you get big. I think. Yeah, you start doing well, well when you yeah when you're kind of known for how you act right. at that point, like those certain mannerisms. Then that's well, he did. This is 40, 40 year old virgin, Ant Man, Ant Man. Uh, what hot a create? Uh, or was it what hot American summer? Is yeah. That, um, he was the cool guy. Yeah, the the douchebag. Um, what was that one with the brothers or the I love you, bro? Oh, or I, I love you, man. I love or, you, man. There you go. That, that that's one. right. I slap at the base. That was <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's like that same tone that he kind of mm-hmm. has in a way that has that 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 adorable awkwardness, that lovable awkwardness that mm-hmm. like Steve Carell has. Um, but yeah. You see him in everything. Yeah, it's very non-threatening, very yeah. just not... Yeah. It's just good. I mean, I don't know. He's likable. He plays a great science teacher. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a, a great uh, everyman. Yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah. you call him. Yeah. Uh, can I give away who doesn't come back? Can I at least say that or no? Yeah, I don't think that's considered a spoiler. I, I was a little disappointed that... I mean... Lewis didn't come back. Yeah, it would have been nice to have everybody that was yeah. around back. Yeah. But, yeah. Because that was the other... Rick Moranis is not in the new Ghostbusters. And I remember reading an article in the birth of the smartphone when you could look things up, like, its first couple of years. And I looked up Ghostbusters and that whole thing because there was the whole chatter of this is when Harold Ramis was still around. Right. And he wanted to do another one, and it was like, oh, there's going to be a third. Right. Is it going to happen? And Maybe this was like eight or nine years ago. I don't know. And uh, Bill Murray didn't want to do it, and then Rick Moranis was done with his character, Lewis. Which I... I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to think about that. Was it like, I'm done with the character, yeah, like, you know? I mean, it's not like he was typecast... I mean, he was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy. Yeah, but, but that was I mean, he's, he's typecast anyway without being yeah. Lewis. You know what I mean? Yeah. That weird, awkward, dirty guy. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> yes, have some. Yeah. Yes, have some. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't understand why he would be opposed to it. Does anyone want to play Parcheesi? <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed that your TV was on really loud. And so I went back into my apartment and it turned on my TV really loud so that everyone would think that just something was wrong with the electricity or something. <laughs> that sounded kind of more like Bill Murray Carl. It started getting to the Caddyshack Carl right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I mean, he's 
not really working that much as far as I can tell. So why he'd be opposed to reprising his role. Maybe he's done maybe he's just done with acting. Yeah, that could be. He just I, doesn't I don't want know to. much about him, so Yeah, I don't either. So yeah. Yeah. My 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 most uh I was surprised to see an actor in it with such a very short screen time. It was amazing to me, which I didn't even realize it was him until he started <laughs> talking and then all of a sudden he was done. Yeah. And it was uh, J.K. Simmons, who's from uh, bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. Farmer's Insurance. Yes. And Whiplash <laughs> was his most recent like break, uh, hit movie, Law and Order, which is what I knew him from Okay, way back when. Yeah. But yeah, it was, he was in there for like, Two minutes. Yeah. If that. Yeah. I was I was surprised. So it was a fun movie. And it just got me into the whole ghost kind of mood as That's my everyday mood. It's it's your mood and that's Nick's mood. He's he uh couldn't be with us uh, tonight, but uh, he'll be back soon. And that's kind of the mood we kinda get. Bes- besides talking about our uh Chicago stuff, you know, yeah. the, the arts, entertainment, comedy, uh, movies, that whole thing. But there's also the unknown <laughs> and the supernatural. Supernatural. Paranormal. And that stuff is so fun. It's, uh, so I didn't know this a while back, but Dan Aykroyd is actually really big into... Ghost hunting. Like, just, par- yeah, paranormal UFOs, ghost hunting, stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised to, f- to hear that. Well, him and Harold Ramis were the 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 writers of the original. Or Ghostbusters. Yeah. And so I've also read that this, the whole apartment bu- uh, building uh, and near Central Park, mm-hmm. that whole with Gozer on the top and the, you know, the whole ending and, you know, um, Dana Sigourney Weaver's character and Lewis living in that building. Um, that was inspired by actually the John Hancock. Really? Here in Chicago. Was there some crazy satanic architect? Well, there was a crazy, crazy satanic cult that, uh, would meet there when it first opened in the sixties. Really? And why is that? There's, Do we know? I don't know. And then also... Oh, because it's shaped like a pentagram. It's the it's shape kidding. of it. <laughs> the shape of it on those angles. Yeah. According to some faiths believe, like Buddhism, which I don't know if it's a faith. Is that a faith? It could be a faith, right? Yes. Of course, right? Yeah, faith Buddhist. and a philosophy. Yeah. And so th- th- that shape of the, the structure brings... Negative energy, negative and dark energy. Really, yeah. Some kind of strange feng feng shui. Yeah, it's just off. And so there's been strange deaths that have happened there. Hmm. Chris Farley died there. That wasn't so strange though. It was so strange. <laughs> I mean, it was long overdue. Yeah. If you talk to his friends. Yeah. Yeah. But there was Poltergeist two. Yeah. No. Oh, three. 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 Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Uh, he was the building like. Engineer. engineer yeah. yeah. He knew how the, you know, oh, just press this button and that button and turn that switch and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sum it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was its inspiration, which it's truly a haunted place. That's the extent I know of about the, the, the John Hancock. Hancock. But you, you, we both did our little bit of thumbing around. I mean, I've, I've been reading all these haunted chicago books for fucking years yeah and while i don't retain information that well i still know of like a handful of the most the more common um haunted places in chicago like you know red line pub or red line uh biograph biograph the street, yeah with, uh john dillinger was shot in that alley yep. so there's yep. death alleys i think right is that what they call it or is that something something different i don't know maybe yeah. But that's where this paranormal activity happens is right in that alley. In the alley. But the Red Lion, it's I it's, it's a patron that is flirting that is yeah, a monster that flirts. There's a there's a couple of different um supposed 
spirits there. Mm-hmm. One of them's a cowboy, which I'm not sure where the hell that comes from. One of them's a 1920s lady. One of them's a, a man in a black hat. Yeah. So it's like just weird little. One of them's a little girl because there's always got to be a little girl. Yeah. Especially in a pub. But the one I found most interesting is apparently there's a, a lady spirit that will lock patrons in the stall of the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I, I think it's mainly the women's bathroom, but you go in there and you sit down and you get locked in. Wow. Yeah. That's fun stuff, right? By a ghost. So Lori, <laughs> Lori, my girlfriend, has had that experience in one of the stalls in the bathroom at Red Lion. Really? She got locked in? She, I don't know if she got locked in. I don't know if she got locked in. But the toilet paper started flying, like off the spool kind of thing. Huh. It was just spinning. And I don't know if there was other things that was happening, like the, the sinks or the the hand dryers. Yeah, going on and off. Yeah, and the doors started kind of clamoring or whatever. Very creepy. She Interesting. ran. She ran out of there. As most people would do. Yeah, and then she brings it up, and people are laughing at her. Some people are kind of getting annoyed with her. I think the bartender was the one that was like, yeah, this is a thing. Hmm. Wow, cool, whole, and kind of freaked out at the same time. So did she know about the haunting before she went there? Because um, I'm always interested to see, like, I don't know. If, if people hear about it first, then maybe their brain is kind of tricking them into seeing shit that's not there. I don't think she there. did. I don't think she did know. Yeah, that that's more interesting to me, like people who don't know yeah. where they're going or what's, what to expect and yeah, I don't, they experience something. I don't think she did. Hmm. And yeah, I believe she could be a medium and clairvoyant and also a good witch, a very good witch. Hmm. I just have this... Sense. Sense. She, she owns black cats, very nice black cats. The but isn't that with associated with evil witches? It Bad could. luck. Huh. But a good a, a good witch could also have bad luck. I mean, maybe. Wow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just saying the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Red Lion Pub is, is is supposedly the most haunted pub in Chicago. As far as haunted pubs go. As far as haunted pubs go, correct. But we'll get to the most haunted place in Chicago land later. Yeah. Because that, that one, I think that's the grand. Yeah, I mean, it's the grand finale. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's plenty of plenty of haunted. Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Itself. <laughs> yeah. Like it was the, a cemetery. The park itself, yeah. It was a cemetery. Yeah. One of, it was the largest cemetery for Chicago back in the 1800s. Wow. wow. They were the main, yeah. Well, it, was it the Iroquois Theater? I think, it was, I, think I, was, I was mistaken. It was the Iroquois Theater that burned downtown Chicago and the fire escapes, or maybe they weren't even fire escapes yet. Yeah. But the, the exits, the doors opened inward. Inward. Instead of outward. So people were trying to... People were trying to get out, and it wasn't working out as well. Yeah. So people were getting crushed and trampled, and uh, the stairwells on the second floor, they were just spilling out of that outdoor stairwell, which I think was a fire escape. I mean, maybe windows? I don't know. No, there were doors, because I I remember taking this tour, (coughs) and we were in the alley. It was a well-lit alley, probably... Because the tours run through there, they mm-hmm. probably, you know, uh, proposed, hey, can you get at least lighting there so it's safer? Um, a pile like five, six feet high of bodies were falling on each other from the second floor, from this fire raging, and into the alley. It just like... Second floor doesn't seem that fucking high, though. Especially if it you're falling have... on top of other bodies. So maybe it wasn't second floor because it, it's a theater. So maybe like... It's third the, floor? It or? was like the balcony theater. Oh, like yeah. the balcony, balcony seats. A- exit. So it looked like it was a good 50. I mean, it might have been the second floor to the building, but in actuality, like the height of it was might have been like a third or fourth floor. Yeah. Right. Because they're probably, 
not putting that exit right at the first, uh, right at the front row of the balcony. Maybe it's like in the middle. Right, you know, right. I, I, um, but yeah, the way they tell that story, how the bodies just piled on each other. It's yeah. just awful. Uh, it's a horrible way to go. Yeah. Um, Not quite like a, like H.H. H. Holmes' way to go. There's but the mansion. That's, that's the, yeah. There's the mansion. This is now St. Bernard Hospital on 63rd. And um, it's like 400 west, right off, the, just west of the the Dan Ryan, yeah. on 63rd yeah. Street. You take the exit uh, from north, and you exit because I don't believe there's a a south uh, coming from the south to exit off there. So from the north, you know, uh, you take the 63rd Street exit, head west, so you make a right off of the exit on 63rd. There's the hospital, which is the site of his old mansion which has been torn down which is unfortunate in ways in a, in a, in a, yeah i mean but in we, retrospect i think we've talked about this before but it's been argued that he is jack the ripper yeah i i, I feel like that was debunked like the timelines didn't quite meet meet up but he had a ferry boat to england when he was missing from chicago and they were looking for him and it was around and, and it was at the same time the murders, the right. No, Jack I, the I, Ripper I know what you're talking about, but I feel like I, yeah, I remember hearing that it, it was debunked. I want to believe it. <laughs> I want to believe it, Jeff. You, you can go ahead and believe it. it shouldn't stop you. No, facts you, should never stop you from from believing something, Dan. <laughs> no, this does. You convinced me. But also, don't trust my memory either, because. My memory's horrible. Eh, But when you do remember things, you remember things, and I trust it. But that mansion, that mansion, it had, I think it had like several different uh, contractors. So he did So you're right. So nobody knew entirely what was being built. Yeah. Yeah. And he had uh, soundproof rooms. Soundproof rooms. Dead ends. Shoots leading to the basement and acid pits and... All kinds of crazy all these torture shit. rooms yep. that were soundproof that no one no one could hear. Oh my god, he had the the one uh, pit where uh, it was right beneath his bed, his bedroom, <laughs> so he could hear the screams himself Jesus. overnight. Yeah, that's crazy. And he he's admitted to twenty or so murders. The first, but, but it's, it's estimated that it's well over a hundred. That's crazy. It's horrific. Yeah. He was considered to be the first modern-day serial killer. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. That we know. I mean, yeah. That we know. That we know. I'm sure there was plenty of people killing back then, but no way of really tracking it it down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone could have been from the Black Mountains where they weren't really. Mm -hmm. It's just an accepted thing. (laughs) Oh, that's just Bert. Yeah, he's just, just eating tourists that go yeah. mountain climbing. Murdering people traveling across the country just because they could. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. It, it was really interesting to me that two of the most haunted places in Chicago were actually built for to house guests for the, the World's Fair, the uh, Columbian Exposition. So H.H. H. Holmes, his place was built to house people and so was the congress hotel which is considered to be the most haunted place in chicago okay according to or in illinois in illinois i think oh wow according to like travel and leisure okay something something like that okay but yeah so the congress has supposedly a lot of different so spirits al capone had meetings there yep his mob had meetings there It it was a hangout Al Capone. There's a supposedly a woman and son, woman who jumped to her death and took her son. The woman in red. Uh, didn't they didn't mention a, a color with her, but could be. Okay. Don't don't see why. The Wouldn't tenth be. floor, right? The tenth yeah. floor in the rooftop. Could be. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, there's all kinds of weird shit. Pianos playing by themselves. Oh, Gunshots. Man. You hear gu- like disembodied gunshots. 
in the hotel. Oh, I, I, I don't know if it was the black. I think it was the Blackstone where mobsters are saying to people inside the room, which uh, whichever rooms are haunted, uh, sleep tight, kid. No, oh, that's not creepy at all. Yeah. Imagine hearing that. Yeah. And what was it in the Congress? What was it room 441? 441, or? I believe, is yeah. the, supposedly like the most haunted room. <laughs> yeah. But I had my... I had an experience there. I I, I got a, I got a room way way back in the day and stayed there for a night and I had a, an audio recorder. How old were you? Uh, mid twenties. No, couldn't have been. Early, early twenties. No, it had to be in, uh, when I moved back. So it was probably around two thousand eight. So twenty seven, twenty eight, somewhere around there. Because we lived together. Yeah. Twenty twenty oh seven twenty oh eight. So it was around there. Okay, it was around there when we lived together. You went there. I think it was, I think it was before you you moved right in. before. Yeah, because if it happened, I was going to be heartbroken. Yeah, like you didn't tell me. <laughs> and I, I I set up an audio recorder overnight. Yeah, just to just for the hell of it. I walked at night. I walked around the entire hotel by myself, just kind of walking through the halls. But everything was lit, of course, because yeah, it's a no, hotel. But yeah, everything's lit. At the same time, did you get like that feel? Like you were a Ghostbuster? Uh, no, like you remember no. the first I mean, Ghostbusters were in the, the, yeah, in the hotel. They're, they're, yeah, they're walking around. You didn't get that giddiness. I would have if I was with you. I want so much to feel like shit is going on. Yeah, but I'm, I think I'm just too too much of a skeptic. Skept, yeah. But here's the thing: like I believe that shit goes on. Yeah, I believe that like it just doesn't happen to you. Just not to me, right? Or you're not seeing it. Could be feeling it or whatever that is, experiencing yeah. it. Experiencing it. I'm not open to it, I guess, maybe. But anyway, I set up an audio recorder and got some really strange sounds, uh, a specific oh. sound at night. Oh, man. And it wasn't me snoring. I, that was on there, too. <laughs> but it sounded like somebody took a plastic water bottle, empty plastic water bottle, okay, and just crushed it. Okay. And it was really loud. It was Sounded like it was in the room. But is, did you have water that you had? No, there was no no Cause water Because that happens bottle. to me all the time out over here. You know, like at night I'll take drinks of water, and if I, you know, I'm not done with it, I'll just just leave it on the table, close the, the lid. Oh, right. No, I, I didn't. I don't believe I had any water bottles. Okay, because like a minute it later, it was very strange. It just like when I listened back to it, I was like, I don't know where that sound would have come from. Yeah, because a minute later, my bottles will do its thing. Right, where they're kind of like popping in. in and I'm in the living room watching a movie. And a lot of times I'm watching a horror movie. Right. I love that shit. We, we love that You shit. spook yourself out. And then I spook myself out. Yeah. No, this was this was just something really weird. Yeah. I'll have to find it. I had it, in, I, I had it on my computer somewhere, the yeah. file. Go back and find it and see if I can play it for somebody. Yeah. Somewhere. See, see what you think about it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the, that was at the Congress. I like to go back and actually like know because I didn't really know which spots were like the hot spots back then. Yeah. So I was just there, randomly. <laughs> so there's your supernatural experience right there. It just uh, I don't know. See, I don't know, a, Jeff. A, a, a strange sound of crushing water bottle, plastic water bottle, isn't really. Paranormal enough for me. Yeah, there needed there needed to be a little more, right? Yeah, like a like a get the fuck out, boo. Yeah, I don't know something. Eesh. I need more convincing. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, we got. I mean, we we there's. Funny thing is, we're, there's an entire list of like haunted places in Chicago. We're trying go. to we're trying to pick like. Just the most, the most, and talked about. Yeah, you got the Ancient Orient Museum. Now, I I believe because I worked for the University of Chicago as a counselor, and I took the kids that I counseled to this museum, a smaller museum. Had some. Most of its stuff was from ancient Egypt, Mesopotamia, Samaria. Um. Artifacts sounds old, very old, very big. Ancient? Would you even call it ancient? 
Well, ancient Egypt, right? Isn't that? Just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry it went right <laughs> over my head. Way over. Uh, so John D. Rockefeller, who helped fund the University of Chicago, also helped fund these archaeological expeditions. And I, and there was a whole... Searching for talisman of power. Yes. So there, uh, at this period of time, all these superpower super power countries like the U.S., Great Britain. Russia. Russia. China. Madagascar. Was Madagascar? No. Germany. Uh, they all were in search of all these things. And uh, John D. Rockefeller was... I believe the richest man in the world at the time or person. I mean, I'm sure his family was at least. And he helped fund the U.S. or the University of Chicago. And they have all these artifacts of like uh, uh, the large stones from the vaults, all these uh, sarcophaguses of mummies. Sar- sarcophagi? Sarco- is that what it would be? I don't know. And uh, the feral guards, what are those called? The the the, the pharynx, those dogs. So not 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 the sphinxes. Not the sphinxes, but I believe that they're called the pharynx. Okay. And uh, about 30, 30 feet high, 20, 30 feet high, large, just ropes uh, around it. You know those those kind of rope, Vel- velvet those ropes, velvet yeah. ropes with the you know it's yeah. little stands and night watchmen say that overnight these things move around, man. Mm, come on. I don't know. This is just what I read. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to meet one of these uh You gotta check this thing night out. Night Watchmen. It's it's not that large of a, pl- a place, but there's some stuff in there where it's like, dude, this is some real deal. And it it even says how the tonnage, how how much it weighed and right. the trouble it took to get this thing over. This sounds like a Ben Stiller movie. Well, like, can you imagine this? Like, they had to get no. piece by piece by piece, you know, like one big jumbo plane at a time or a ship yeah. or whatever it is. That's how large and heavy these things are. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Field Museum has a couple of those things, too, of ancient Egypt, of mummies. Is that haunted, too? Do we have, I believe King Tut is in Chicago. No. Right? No? I don't know. I don't know either. There's mummies here. There are mummies here in Chicago. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And so, uh, and then we we likely go to the Museum of Science and Industry, the U-505 submarine. Yeah, I've, I've been on there. I'd... Night Watchman said they've... No, so that that's that's the German sub that was captured in World War II by a Chicago Admiral's uh, ship. Uh, he was friends with someone that uh, was a curator, I believe. Right. Um, and what did the white not night watchmen say on this one? So they were able to tow that that thing in into the museum. They they used it. Uh, they may even built a room around it at uh, the Museum of Science and Industry, which is the original standing structure of the Palace of the Fine Arts. In the 1893 World's Fair, <laughs> that say that. Say that. Twenty that was a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sounded very Dan Aykroyd. This is like the ancient state of book stackings of 1908. No <clears throat> human alive could stack books like this. But, um, so, Night Watchman, Night Watchman, said that they hear overnight. People speaking German inside the submarine. Inside, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Are these night watchmen like just high, or, or maybe bored. they're de- or maybe the delirious? They're just bored and bored. they're spooking themselves out. Maybe. So they're we're talking. They're here in German. And how about? Do you remember at the museum when there was people that lived there, like as an exhibit? They what? St- yeah. They stayed in the museum. They lived in the museum. Yeah. So this was part of like the living exhibit of the Museum of Science and Industry. And then there was like their living room, like in a glass case, and people watched them. 
And so I was able to talk. You're able to talk to them. And so I was asking, well, it's, you know, it's a little weird because the public's just watching you. But, you know, I was asking him, well, you get to go to the bathroom and, you know, have your private. He's like, yeah, you can have private time. And, and you know, like uh, there's also other rooms where I could sleep. Uh, so not all of it's glass, not all of it's right see through like you gotta... he he could walk freely about most of the museum oh even parts where they where they're curating i thought it was like a cage but there's the part where there is the glass box where the, i think he has to agree to spend so much time there. so much time during the day of uh probably peak hours of observation of you know yeah. tourists and i was like wow this is that's like some the shining type stuff like inverse you know instead of just being on your by yourself everyone's watching yeah oh man and do you have to talk to everybody doesn't have to i don't think but maybe he did i don't know but he wasn't the only one there was others too and now they haunt the museum (coughs) wow so okay, so we got we got that. And so like, like we said, folks, there's the, <laughs> there's countless countless things. But we got let's let's go a little bit outside the city limits to Bachelor's Grove, Bachelor's Grove, and then we'll work our way to what the big one, the big one, the main one, the main one. It was not yeah, the so, big one. And yeah, Bachelor's Grove is pretty well known to people in. The Chicagoland. Yeah. I'm not sure how well known it is to outsiders. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. I, I think it's one of the more talked about haunted places. Yeah, I, I've visited. We've You've visited, right? I've, I've been there a handful of times, yeah. And I remember... Both legally and maybe not so much. After hours, after, right? After, yeah. Oh, and you went during hours? Oh, yeah. I've, I've gone during the day. Very swampy. I mean... There's a pond back there. I don't know if I'd call it swampy, though. To me, it felt swampy. What is it? I mean, had it just rained? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, just a regular forest preserve to me. But then again, out in this air, this like region, it's already kind of swampy. Like, you know. Yeah. Deciduous, temperate forest swampy. Not like, not like the bayou yeah. swampy. Everglades. Yeah, yeah. Not like Everglades swampy. But, um. But yeah, I mean, there's there's things back there that I really want to see that I have not seen yet, like foundations to old houses. Yeah, because the, it used to be an old. There used to be an old road. The what you walk down to access the the, the cemetery. Yeah, used to be, Midlothian Turnpike, and for some reason they rerouted it. But there used to be farms and stuff back there and buildings. Yeah, so uh, there's supposedly. Um. Foundations to houses back there that you can walk around in. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen. But this is this is beyond the cemetery. Yeah, so you have to walk a little further into the forest. Yeah. The cemetery itself, I've I've been in many times. Wow, I've never, uh, I've never experienced anything. I, I remember mass media class. Uh, these kids went to Bachelor's Grove and videotaped it, and then, of course. You know, it's like, oh, that's just a light off the camera. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're, everyone, oh, <gasps> you know, on the, on the video, it just makes you more startled because you hear that. So it's like the power of suggestion. and Right, right. Right by the tombstone, this happened. It's like, maybe, but it wasn't convincing enough. Right. But more more so their reactions during it kind of felt like, oh, oh, nah. But I mean, yeah, especially that young, you're spooking yourself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember going a couple times, once in the day, once at night. Yeah, night I was I I was kind of like, all right, I kind of want to get out of here, <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, so that's that's where the mobsters took the debt. The supposedly. allegedly, I don't know, I don't know if they've ever actually found bodies in that pond. I think it's just a rumor that that's where you used to dump their. Hits or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if they've ever actually legitimately found bodies in there or not. So it just seems as though a lot of the supernatural stuff has a lot to do with the Chicago mob, the outfit. Like, 
uh, the bootleggers of the prohibition. I think it just has to do with death. And <laughs> it's to do the, with death. the death just happens to surround the mob. Yeah. And in Chicago. And so there's a, you know, I, I do Uber. I'm all over Chicagoland. A, a lot of even the Indiana and some sometimes even Wisconsin. So I'm like all over the map around Chicago. Right. There's a spot that uh, Myers Tavern. It's just outside the county line, and I, a rider told me that it was from over there. This is somewhere like Lake, Lake, and uh, what was the other street? Laramie. No, it couldn't be. But like Lake, Lake County Road. Okay. Not, not like, not like Lake in Chicago. Right. And. Uh, he said that was an old speakeasy because it was the county line where uh, the bootleggers would, that was the last stop before going into the county line. Gotcha. So a lot of the bootlegging, would, that was one of the one of their stops. And it's still a tavern to this day. And I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to check it out just to see, even though it probably looks like just a dump. Probably, <laughs> right? It still has the history, and I'd love to pick their brains that probably have some more stories along with it. Yeah. But um, the grand finale of this all, Resurrection Cemetery. Resurrection Mary. Yes. Lots of stories. The Lots mo- of similar stories, but not quite exact the same stories. Yeah. Like, but it's the most cited ghost of all of Chicagoland. Yeah. They even had an episode on Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Which I was I was enthralled by when I saw it back in the, was it the late 80s, early 90s with Robert Plant. Robert Stack. Frost. Robert Stack. There you go. That guy. That was his name, right? Yeah, I believe so. Sounds about right. His voice. The way his voice even mm-hmm. sounded was creepy. Mm-hmm. We got all that other stuff that that they talk about too, you know, UFOs, yeah. unsolved murders, and oh yeah, if you have any, if you have any information, call call the FBI now. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- there was like the first account. I mean, they uh, a writer, or not a writer, but he met her at a dance. And then took her home, and she said that she lived in Bridgeport. Did they say where where the dance was? 47th and Mozart at, um, it was a ballroom. Um, It was uh, just one second. This this isn't in your brain, Dan? It was in my brain. You can't just pull it, pull it from your memory? That's all right. Don't don't. It doesn't matter the name of the ballroom. So it's on Forty Seventh and Mozart. It was an old ballroom that got knocked down, but a uh, hundred years ago, hundred one years ago, uh, this guy went there, gave her a ride. So he met her at the ball inside the building. Um, because honestly, this isn't anywhere near Resurrection Cemetery. It was, no, it was January thirty first, nineteen seventy nine, when it happened. Oh, I'm sorry. The 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 account of this one was. Later, later, in '79. But again, he's he, and he's bringing her back to Bridgeport. I don't see how this is is Resurrection Mary. She asks him to go down Archer. This is where it gets weird, man, because it's like, dude, I would be kind of creeped out because it's like, wait a minute, you just said you lived in Bridgeport, right? And we're on 47th in California, which is right there. And we end up going all the way. I'm getting chills. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I'm getting chills just thinking about this. Man. That's a ways away. We're going all the way southwest, and I'm way st- southwest. And I'm starting to feel like I'm not okay. But he said he felt okay with her. He said he felt like oh, she was charming. She was nice. She was just cold, right, to the touch. <laughs> yeah, she's she's just dead. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe she was drunk. Maybe she was just on something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and um, yeah. Gets to Archer, and she, she's just right here, right here. You can't come with me, she says calmly. You know, you're not going to be able to come with me. This is where it ends. Like he, I remember he, 
He asked her, or he looked around, and there wasn't much there, right? Then she points to like a shack. So there's. Or is that a different. That's a different story. Okay, that's a different that's, guy. That's the cab story. Okay. That's the cab story. So that's also something that happened. Um, but the the first guy, she ran across the street and she disappeared. Then there was a couple that almost hit her, or they said they almost hit a woman. But so her description was blonde hair, uh, white dress, white white dress, like a off, like a yellow, like it's been kind of. You know, the sun kind of just worn it yeah. out. Um, and like these curls, like she has like these kind of, not lock, but just, you know, these just curls that coming down with right. blonde hair, long blonde hair, around 5'8", five, 5'9", five, um, thin, beautiful. And Is she single? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the the other account was the couple they almost hit someone to that description and you know the the wife was like watch out you know they got out of the way and then uh or no they couldn't get out of the way and they went they drove like, through her they drove through her and then she just kind of poof into like kind of into the air into the vapors so that was one of the other big accounts that they talked about right and then there was this guy that had he had the most encounters with her this is the taxi driver, or no? Um, this is somebody that I believe his name was uh, Maine Bob. Yeah, it I'm was, just kidding. I, I no, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Bob I, Maine. I thought the the <laughs> last the last name was um, was Maine. Um. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the first guy... But that's not... This is So you, you were talking to me about this when you were looking it up online. So which is the guy who had the most encounters? It's not the taxi driver. Because that was the one that stuck out in my head when you were talking about it. So the first guy that encountered... Um, no, so was was that was just the first, and that was from it was Liberty, the uh, Liberty Grove and Hall. Okay, that was the name of it. And um, Bob Maine, you were right. It it was Bob Maine. See, you remembered. I actually just said the name Bob. Got lucky. Powdered face. So he saw her again two weeks later on a Saturday night. Asked her to dance, spoofy curls. And he's like, uh, she was dancing kind of weird. What, pirouette? Pirouette is like, yeah, it's like a, a ballet move. Graceful kind of thing, little spinny thing. But uh, with the cab driver, uh, he's just saw someone at, on, on Archer kind of dropped someone off with big bucks out that way in Payless and just hopped on Archer on the way back. And it's, it's interesting, though, too. Like, it's it, it, of course it gets eerie when it's dark. When it's dark out, right. You know, and on those streets out, like, by College Road, Route 83, Archer, um, like, around LaGrange. Yeah. Uh, LaGrange and then Southwest Highway, all these angle streets all around Payless. And so I'm sure the guy was just, like, getting turned around, you know, like back before there was GPS. Well, I mean, Archer's pretty you, – you take it one way or the other, you're either going out of the city but, or into the city. But I don't think he was on Archer originally. I think oh. I think he was, like – He ended up on Archer He somehow. ended up on Archer. And so he was working his way back, and then he was on the Archer where there's no lights. Where there's just kind of woods. I'm getting just chills thinking about this, man. <laughs> uh, oh God, that road. Because there, I mean, there's. I've I've taken that road. So many times when I stay with my folks uh, for moving back, Cali, and long night at Uber, 
and I'm way out west, and I just end up, oh, let me just take 83 in. Right. I'm just going to take 83 in. I don't feel like doing the highway anymore. I'm just kind of done. Take 83 in a summer night, windows down, but at the same time, as good as it feels with the music going, you just can't help but know that you're kind of in the in a donut of middle of nowhere, even though there's things. I mean, yeah, there's a, little, there's a lot going on, but in that small little area, there's patch. not a lot going on. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it kind of creeps you out just a little bit. So it's like kind of hit the gas a little more. Let me get through this, you know. Um, that's where I think this was occurring. Like, uh, let's see. So where does where does the cemetery come into play? He picked her up and took her to the, by the cemetery. So he picked her up on those woods. Yeah. So oh, so he picked her up further south, and he's heading north. As the lights flicker, that's <laughs> a little a little creepy. Not really though. Uh yeah. So um, he took uh, ooh, <laughs> wow, I'm <laughs> get, I'm I'm sorry. Dan's I'm, feeling it right now. I'm getting the just talking about it. Jeepers creepers right now, man. Chicken skin. Ooh yeah, up my spine right now. <laughs> This is this is something. All right, so he's in the woods. Yeah, he picks her up, uh, and, and he's heading cab driver. So <laughs> north, yeah, towards the cemetery. Yeah. So I'm thinking because he said he was in a wooded area that wasn't well lit. He's around, uh, just because Palis stretches just west of Lagrange as well. So I think he's just west of Lagrange on Archer. I mean, he would have to be a little further than that. To get into that, because you still have Willow Springs over there, the train, the train station, and there's businesses all up and down. But once you pass that uh, County Line Road, actually, I think once you pass like County Line Road, yeah, you're, you're in like you're the right. woods. You're totally right. Archer and Willow Springs Road. Willow Springs Road. There you go. So he was out in Willow Springs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where the the Willow Springs Ballroom or what is it called, Willowbrook Ball- Ballroom. Yeah. Brook banquet or whatever the hell it was that people used to say they they would drop her off at or they'd meet her at. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 is saying around Palis. The other there was another account in Willowbrook, Willow Springs and Archer, which um that's that's further out into the woods. Yeah. Oh man, that's over by Monk's Castle, which is another. Another one. Another one in that same kind of area. Yeah. That's right. What's the story on that I one? I don't really know too much about that one. Oh, man. And there's some old, there's that old tavern over there, the Irish Legends, is it called? I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe it's called Irish Legends, and that was like an old speakeasy, too. Well. Um, but back to the story. He was by... He, he was trying to make his ba- way back, my way back to the tallway. <laughs> this is, this it was is. still a lonely road. He doesn't say where he was on Archer, though. He said it was a lonely road that wasn't lit. I mean, it's it, it's got to be, it's got to be. That's the only place that's really not really lit. I mean, granted, I don't know when this was, so it's kind of hard to, to say. He was basically lost, though. So he probably went the wrong way on Archer. Yeah, if, if you're trying to get to the toll toll road, is that what he called it? Yeah. Yeah. And he probably had it, ended up heading south he ended somehow. Up, and he ended up going the opposite way. Right, right. And that's when he ended up in the woods where he found her. Yeah. Oof, this, this, this just creeps me out, man. It just creeps me out. So what you're saying is that we're going to go drive down Archer after this, right? Right? Just kidding, Dan. Sorry. Oof. <laughs> I, I just want to know, like, at one point, the cemetery comes into play. Because it's called Resurrection Cemetery, and they call her Resurrection Mary. And the root, the, the root of why she's there, right? Right, right. Like, where is, where is that? What's the story behind that? Because there's also the, the, the folklore, the local folklore about the 
the hand the bars of the the gate of the cemetery. Yeah, right. And there was like handprints or something embedded into the into the posts. Yeah. And they would they would replace them and then the handprints would come back or something something along those lines. Yeah. And I just I don't understand what that was or she trying to get in, trying to get out. Yeah. Did she she buried there? Did she die there? There's a lot of accounts of this, man. Yeah, like like we said, it's one of the more most popular uh, ghost sightings in Chicago, Chicago land. But what is the story, though? So, after all these years of sight, covers an identity of resurrection. <laughs> Jesus. This is a lot of accounts, man. Yeah. Wonder how many of them are. Uh, so here's one story. Real. Here's one story. Give it to me. There's an accident that reported briefly in the Chicago Tribune on March 11th, 1934. Okay. Girl killed in crash. Miss Marys Bregavy, 21 year old, from uh, 46th and Damon. Which would be almost Bridgeport, not quite. Maybe it maybe it is. I don't I don't know the the It's back of the yards. That's back of the yards. Yeah. Forty six forty six eleven Damon. Yeah. We lived on forty sixth place, but on normal. Like yeah. between Wallace and Normal. Yeah. Uh she was riding when when she was riding cracked up at something street in Wacker Drive. So a uh, suffered a possible skull fracture. Fifty-two sixteen South Loomis. John Toll, driver of the car. Miss Virginia Rosansky of forty-eight forty-nine South Lincoln. Now Walcott. Were shaken up and scratched. The scene of the accident is known to police as a danger spot. So wacky. what is what is this? What are we talking about here? The, this accident that occurred. So it was on Wacker and something. Yeah, but that's still nowhere near what we're talking about. I think she's buried there. I think she's buried. Indicated that records kept at the, the funeral home described Mary Bregavy as a 17-year-old factory worker who died en route to the Iroquois Hospital, even though death records clearly indicate she was just a month shy of her 22nd birthday. Hmm. Another discrepancy. Sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. I think people just build these. Pick, yeah, they they pick certain stories and build these fantasy stories about these ghosts and I don't know. They're There's so many stories and so many ghost sightings and yet I don't believe 98% of them. You ever find yourself along Archer Avenue? Which I, I have done, on plan, purpose. Or plan a visit. The best time when people have seen Mary are after one thirty in the morning. I can do that. Let's go. On the night before a full moon. Oh, night before a full moon. Which was a few days ago. Yeah, I'll have to well, time that one a little better. Always every four weeks, and there was that lunar eclipse too. Longest lunar eclipse in like what was it? Six hundred years. Six hundred like years. Something like that. It's a long time. Yeah. They, so yeah, let's let, let's plan. Let's let's uh let's get we we let's th- let's take this show on the road, Dan. Let's take this show on the road, and let's let's learn more about this. Let's let's hear what locals say around there. Uh, we should go to Myers Tavern and get 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 a couple stories from there. Yeah. And you know, people will probably be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, we got it. We got it. Enough of the smartphone stuff. We could still use it, but let's talk to the locals. Yeah, let's talk to the. Let's the, hear some stories from from people. The from people, the patrons, the uh, workers, the owners, whoever we can. We'll bring our mics. We'll shove it in their face. <laughs> we'll get it on record. Like the kid from the new Ghostbusters <laughs> podcast. But, but folks, that uh, we got we got a lot to dig into because there's a lot 
of stories here, and they're yeah. interesting. Stay tuned for part two of Resurrection Mary. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. But or stay tuned anyway. <laughs> you'll hear you'll hear more <laughs> about it. So that's our show for now. For now. It's night on the town. I'm Dan. I'm still Jeff. Good night.